0: Welcome to No Compromises: A peek into the mind of two old web devs who have seen some things. This is Joel and this is Aaron. I love rules, and I think maybe sometimes I take it too far <laughs> that I thought we could talk about it today. and when when I say rules, um, I don't mean like. I wear this blue t-shirt on Tuesday. Like, I mean, when I, when I am programming. <laughs> but now that I say that maybe, maybe ru- more rules and more areas of my life would be good. Um, but like, to me, a decision is a little bit of a point of friction. And so if there are things that we've done a certain way and we've made a decision, like this is how we do it. I just like not having to think about that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and I, I don't think I'm alone in that. I know you agree to that with that to a certain extent. But especially as the as the teams get larger, you know, right. then everyone, you know,
1: has their own opinion, which may or yeah. may not seem wrong <laughs> to you.
0: Correct. Right. Yeah. It can it can remove not just the friction of me making a decision, but the friction when somebody on the team disagrees with the like my yeah one off decision. But but this this was I was thinking today more we could talk about going too far with that. And I I'm guilty. And that's why it's a topic that was on our list to talk about today.
1: Okay.
0: Um, so I'll I'll set up the scenario. We had a bug and it was kind of a dumb bug, right? It didn't, it didn't really I'm trying to think of how much context to give. I, I don't think I have to give too much, but let's just say there there was even a test that was passing and then the test started failing when more data was added to the test. And like that's mm-hmm. all like that's I would call that a flaky test. I hate that. It's annoying. Um, I thankfully I didn't have to spend too much time trying to figure it out, but let, let's cut to what the bug was. Well,
1: it either, it's either failing when you had more data or like the, an, another scenario I ran into with the same sort of problem is that when you run a test by itself, it works, but mm. when you run it in
0: the whole suite, it fails. You know, now that you say that, I think that might've been the actual issue if I ran it in. So it wasn't more data in the test, but it was more tests dealing with the same underlying database table that that test was dealing with, which is like very bad code smell. <laughs> like something is not right there. And usually it would be the test data, right? Like, oh, you're being too mm-hmm. rigid with your test. We weren't even doing that, it, but, it, but I'll explain. So it was an endpoint to, it was a post endpoint to create something, if I remember right. And when the model was created, we called arrow save eloquent, right? That's what you do. Mm-hmm. But we were assigning the result to whatever the thing was called, survey. And then we were doing a redirect to the thing you just created and using route model binding to pass yeah. survey into that. And so, the, so I, to, to save the suspense, maybe there's probably a portion of people that are yelling at the, their podcast player right now, like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? And there's another portion <laughs> that are like, well, why didn't that work? Like, what you said sounds reasonable. Well, the underlying reason is that calling save does not return the model you created, it returns a true or false. Mm -hmm. And lovely PHP will take true and say, you know what, that looks awful lot like the number one. So when you do route model binding, if you pass true to a parameter that expects a model or a model ID, it's gonna cast it to one, which when you have a model in the record, that passes. But then all of a sudden, if you're asserting, yeah, I should have got redirected to slash two. And now it's like, nope, it's still slash one. And I'm like, what is going on here? That was the bug. Did did I explain Mm -hmm. that in a sensible way there, Aaron? Or is there more you want to add to it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the only other bit of context is it used to be a statement where we were just passing validated data into the create uh, method and assigning it to a variable. Uh, and then it was updated that we had some, you know, guarded properties mm. that we we're not accepting from the user, but we were we knew about them in the controller. Okay. And so we had changed it to like fill um, and then force fill um, just for the one guarded property got it. and then yeah. chain that to save. And so it was going from a create, which returned a model to a set of fills and a save, mm. which returned a Boolean. Okay. no. That's- so in case you're wondering how we got to there. Yeah. We're not idiots is what you're saying. Like, it, it, <laughs> I hope not.
0: You had to provide a, a reasonable path that we could have got ourselves into that kind of um, awkward situation. But no, that, that, that's good context. And I think when I was troubleshooting this, I didn't even have the context. And I was just looking at it. And I, maybe this is just me, but it's like, oh, save that returns a model. Like without stopping to pause to think about it. it that's, that's why it took me more than a, a half a second to figure out. It took like 15 minutes because I just I was glossing over that important detail. I just want, I, I, I want
1: to go um, with one tiny tangent. Okay. So we might've talked about this before, but one of the things that we do is we tend to um, uh, assign properties uh, like ID properties in our factories and stuff, anything but the first element mm-hmm. because one right. equates to true and yes. vice versa in a, in a non-strict environment, which a lot of the PHP is configured that way. And And so that that's another reason. I mean, this scenario that went not have really affected. No, um, but uh, that's one of the reasons why, because we've ran into things like this before, where you're
0: like, "Oh, yeah. well, the first one also equates to ID one, but also <laughs> true." Right? Yeah, that's a very common um, root cause for a flaky test is relying on a certain number being there. So, and, um, and oh, and that's why I, I think we never noticed it
1: when we were developing. Mm -hmm. until we got to tests and stuff too, because, you know, in a perfect world, you write your tests first and all that stuff. But honestly, sometimes we'll mix those up. So you'll write some code, you write some tests back and forth. And so I think a lot of times it was like making the first survey or blog post or whatever it was, um, and then um, blowing away all the data and trying it again and trying it again. So it was always the first one.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Well, and that's good. So creating a record, it's a little weird because you can't explicitly set the ID and that's yeah, yeah. one of the reasons we got into this scenario. All right. So B liking rules. I said, you know what, Aaron, um, one, oh, oh, one more detail is PHP stand didn't catch this, right? Like we use, we use PHP stand. Um, and at the level we're on, it didn't even complain about this. And I'm like, you know what, it, that, it should like if, if I, if I, for example, did the survey, I think that was the variable. If I do survey arrow ID, PHP Stan will catch that. But they, there's no ID property on a, on a Boolean value. And I said, you know what we should do? We should have a rule that anytime you do route model binding, you have, you can't just pass the model in, you have to do model arrow ID. And what did you say, Aaron? No. And my reason PHP Stan would have caught it then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. My, my, my answer was no. And, um, <laughs> The, the I mean the first result the first thought is because before I even fully understood model out binding, um, or on or earlier Laravel versions, I did that. I would go and say, take the model and point, you know, and, and pass it in. So that property, if it was named like survey, I would pass in dollars and survey pointer ID. Yeah. Um. And then and then I was like, well, the ID isn't always the key. So then I had mm, like iterated true. through saying like get key. Yeah. So survey get key. And then I either Laravel got better or I learned more. I can't remember what the time frame was where I was like, oh, wait, I don't even have to do that. I can just pass in the model and it's smart enough to now know yeah. how to retrieve its key. And it's, that's what route model binding is.
0: I shouldn't have to understand that there's a pointer ID. Right. And, and so I think that was, when you said that it clicked for me because it's like, why, why would we take, you know, an ergonomic step backwards as a developer because this bug happened one time, you know, it'd be different mm-hmm. if every other week we were bumping into something like this and we're like, you know, this is just frustrating. It happens all the time. But this was really an edge case of an edge case. We normally don't. Number one, we don't code ourselves into the situation. Number two, uh, it just doesn't happen that that frequently. Mm-hmm. So um, you talked me off the ledge that uh, this was not the right <laughs> leap to take to to uh, add first of all not add a rule but then also the rule required us to do something that had more negative effects than positive effects was that is that a fair way of summarizing it yeah i I think that's the case i think what i ended up
1: saying too was like you're right this is a problem that i wish we could fix this is a problem that may be fixed in the future with laravel Mm -hmm. but at this time is this a problem we actually need to address because it probably isn't happening so that was more of the, the whole point is like, um, I agreed that it needed to be fixed. And I think that's a huge difference there. Like some mm-hmm. people, when they don't like the solution, <laughs> they'll say, well, I, I don't, I don't agree that that's the problem. Then. Oh, okay. like, no, I see the problem. I'm just not satisfied with your solution yet. And that's perfectly fine because it's only happened once. Now, like you said, if it becomes a pattern, then we need to put our heads together and think of multiple solutions and see
0: what is the best one to, to apply for our projects. S- such a reasonable person. I love it, Aaron. All right. <laughs> uh, one more example. It's a slightly different example. Uh, not so much about rules of how you write. Well, I guess it is rules of how you write code, but it's more about uh, syntax. Um, I got a question recently. What do, what do we prefer to do in like a conditional where you have a variable, but you're testing that it's not that, you know, so exclamation point, dollar sign, var. Do you put a space between the exclamation point and the dollar sign or do you not put a space and and just to summarize like you would put a space because it makes it more easy to see it and maybe not gloss over the fact that you're negating that expression and not just pat- testing it but it also looks a little weird at least to my eye so um should we create a rule here what do you think it's a coding standard it's not really like how we I don't know what's the difference because the first thing is not really a coding standard. It's more of like a development standard, maybe. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, for this one, too. I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know if we need to make that that rule yet. Like, yeah. first of all, let's make sure that we look at the PSR mm-hmm. um, 12 stuff and then the did, newest yeah. updates that are coming out, too, which I think there's another standard that's that's being worked on. Um, just trying to understand, you know, is there anything in here that we're missing
0: already? Yeah yeah and, and i did look into it right so well i guess i'll admit one thing first I, I was the project i was in i just did a global find and i actually found both of them one was the one without the space was far more frequent but it just it that's kind of the thing that even triggered it as a discussion is like well we're not being consistent so should we fix that but it it is not declared in psr2 or psr12 it's not even an available sniff in php code sniffer nor in the um, Slovomat extensions that we use that seem to have a sniff for everything already built. It's (laughs) not even in there. So I guess to me, that was also another thing like, Hmm, yeah, we could build one and it probably wouldn't take that long, but it's not really at the top of the priority list right now.
1: Yeah. So on top of the priority, and I also kind of look at it as one of those things where, um, when do you stop making rules? Right. And is someone really going to have some arguments about, you know, the space before or after that, you know, and, Is that really going to change the output of your work? So another reason for the coding standard and stuff is that we want to make sure that reasonably most people can develop the same way. Can read it, can start Mm -hmm. developing a pattern matching in their head when they're doing code reviews and stuff like that. There are certain things that aren't going to help that. So I think about like tiny little bits of spacing around a variable or like when you do line breaks, like where do you break up multiple concatenations Mm -hmm. of strings? Is it always one line? Or is it kind of bringing them together and stuff? There's a couple of things in there that don't really matter. And if that's really getting to you, then maybe you should go into QA and not
0: as a programmer. <laughs> you know, while you were saying that, I had a half a thought, which made me laugh, which is, we should have a rule for when we define rules. And I'm like, Joel, just stop it. <laughs> I noticed a peculiar habit, maybe compulsion I have, and I'm just really hoping, Aaron, I'm not alone. So I'm going to share it with you mm-hmm. and I'm going to let you react to it. Have you ever been maybe at a friend's house, family member's house, and you're just kind of sitting around and the TV's on and you're like, I have to change their TV settings. I can't take this. Like the, the resolution is wrong or it's like stretched. Or it's got like that smooth motion. You know what I'm talking about on newer TVs where they it kind of like, it just looks weird to me. And so um, I did this the other day and I'm like, Hey, where's your, where's your TV remote? Cause they had like a different universal remote, but it didn't have enough buttons on it to change stuff. And everyone's made it seem like I was weird for making their TV look objectively better. (laughs) Looking at your face, I could feel like you're not going to back me up on this one, Aaron. No, I'm not a jerk. Oh, it's so it's like a you view it as like a power move. Like let me tell you how your TV should be.
1: Yeah, it's like when people come in and they tell you how to be a programmer and make a whole podcast about telling you what their thoughts and stuff.
0: <laughs> I would hate what, somebody how, like that. How arrogant. <laughs> um, well, I I would say that's true, if. They had consciously chosen those settings, but most people like they unbox the TV, they plug it in and that's what it is. Or like they, they, they sat on the remote one time and it changed it to stretch mode somehow and they didn't notice that. I can't imagine how you don't notice that. And they just left it. So does that, does that save me at all? No, this sounds (laughs) like
1: someone who TV maybe wasn't important to them anyway. Right. Maybe. And, and so whatever they set up, let them live their life.
0: I can't. i'll I'll, just what what, i've even done this like in a hotel room i'm never going to be back there again i'm never going to look at that tv again i'm like oh this is
1: this has got to be well that's different because you're using it or whatever but like that's that's a shared tv or something like that like you you can but it'd be like if if you went over to my house and and then i'm watching you know uh top gear and you're like i like to watch football and you just change the channel without asking me it's like no but you can do that in your hotel room doesn't matter because you're the only one using the TV at that time, so you can change the channel. You were no help single, at
0: all.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know why you're such a jerk. Ah. We've talked about going too
0: far with coding standards, but most teams don't have enough. That's something we can help with. Give us a call by heading over to our website at NoCompromises.io.